Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. It's hot, you need slushies, and you need to get some beverages. Brewers Outlet. Happy Friday, everybody, and it is Brewers Outlet Day. Imports Domestics Microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks, lots of snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Great to have you with us on the show today. All right, so let's get a couple of uh, items here for you. First of all, Phil Mickelson is the leader at the PGA. He's done for the day, by the way. And the wind is kicking up. It is windy, 30, 35 miles per hour. I mean, you're talking, I mean, gusting winds. It's kind of like our Monday morning staff meeting. Uh, It's what? Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Can't believe it. The show seconds old. (laughs) All right. The... uh, What is interesting is that uh, when you look at the um, he's done from a brand from a branding point of view. Who knows? I mean, in the weekend he could keep playing great, or he could blow up. Nobody knows. But from a branding point of view, this is what they needed. If Tiger's not there. He is intriguing. So that's that's a big one right there. Uh, number two, nobody threw a no-hitter in the majors last night. That's actually a major story. Matt's rolling his eyes. You're a hater. I'm just being, I mean, somebody in the show has to be realistic. <laughs> hey, I mean, I mean, every time I turn around, it's like, you know, it's like the hate just spews out of you. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So. <laughs> but nobody threw a no-hitter last night. Actually, some fun games last night. Penguins won a wild one last night. Uh, John Tavares took a bad hit last night. Look, it was just a normal hit that he took in the Montreal game, but in the process of 
being hit and then going down, one of the other players skated by and hit him in the head. I mean, he's totally inadvertent, and he got a concussion. He's out indefinitely. Out indefinitely. Today on the show, Joe Putnam's going to join us. Now, we're going to do this in two phases. We're going to have Joe Putnam today talking about the Spikes part of the MLB Draft League, and then Gabe Sinecropi's going to join us on Monday to talk about Williamsport. Now, why are we doing in that order? Because Williamsport plays at State College on Monday. And then we're going to have Gabe on Monday to talk about Williamsport's home opener on Tuesday. That's why we're doing it in that order. Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. We're going to talk about... Several items with him, name, image, and likeness, paying college players. We're going to discuss all that and more with him. Um, in the 406 half hour, Joe's going to join us at 335 today. So let's let's go to the hate desk and find out from Matt what he hates today. I don't really hate anything today, honestly. <laughs> oh, for goodness sakes. Really? If they, normally there's something out there that just flat out bugs you. No, everybody, everything's been good. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, no, no. I found one. Oh. I found one. Guess who was vaulted into the top five? In fact, I believe is now number one in jersey sales in the NFL. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, Tim Tebow. Well, that's not surprising. Normally, this leads to a rant. No good! No good! No good! You don't want a number 19... You don't want an 85 jersey in teal? No. Why not even not? a little. Because, because this whole thing is a mockery. It's You're a hater. <laughs> I mean, it's not surprising, but that doesn't make me want to vomit when I see it. That's all this is. Shad Khan's going to get his money for a little bit, but this is the other thing. I don't think I've actually told you this, Steve. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I don't, hold on, hold on, while I put my feet up. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. When the Jaguars tried to get Tebow, oh, this was, I want to say, after the 2012 season, okay. where they wanted to get him as the quarterback after he finished up with his, after his uh, lowly time with the Jets, his failure with the Jets. And the fans literally made a website and I think even put up a billboard in the Jacksonville area saying they didn't want Tim Tebow. And it was like this big story. And I said on my college TV show at the time, good for you, Jacksonville fans. You stick to your guns. And I said Tim Tebow would knock down the prices. 
and fans wouldn't attend games, all this other stuff. And all of a sudden, they're gonna, they're bringing him back. Like, you don't understand your own fan base. At least I thought he did, but or maybe this fan base has changed now. Now I'm confused of where the fan base feels about Tim Tebow. Which makes which actually makes sense because the Jaguars fan base is pretty uh fraudulent at best. Jason Lockenfora, well you gotta remember the quarterback is now Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I think they're more locked in on that. But Jason Lockenfora writes this afternoon. Tim Tebow isn't going anywhere, America. Get used to it. Might as well have inserted your name here. Tim Tebow isn't going anywhere, Matt Catrillo. Get used to it. (laughs) He's back in yet another unique career twist. And thanks to Urban Meyer, we are going to get to watch this bizarre experiment unfold, not just for a matter of weeks, my NFL-loving friends, but for the duration of 2021. Yeah, thanks, Urban. Unless he gets hurt or decides to retire, Tebow mania, or in parentheses, or Tebow fatigue, is on for the 2021 season. It's real. It's happening. And while it may be largely illegitimate, and while this latest attempt to indulge his football fantasies reeks of an obvious cash grab, don't be fooled. This isn't just about selling Tebow jerseys in the doldrums of May. It isn't just about keeping the Jaguars in the news and trying to increase their brand during a downtime in football. This isn't just a short-term ploy, Lock and Forer writes. Meyer, like Tebow, his prized pupil, in his third or fourth reinvention of himself, isn't bringing Tebow in to be the 90th man on the roster for a few mere months just to whack his footballing prodigal son amid the annual purge of veterans in September. That is just not how I see this thing ending, Lock and Forer writes. No matter how ugly it looks to the outside world, as he now tries to master the tight end position, being taught, by the way, by Tyler Bowen, who I think the world of, uh, in the most competitive football league on the planet, having not played a regular season game since 2012. Meyer is doing this because Tebow is going to have some sort of ongoing function for this football team based solely on their past together and due to Meyer's college tinge view of what his NFL coaching rebirth should look like. He's not doing it because Tebow was in any way the best possible choice to buttress his roster and provide competition at a challenging position, both mentally and physically, which Tebow has never before played at any competitive level. He's not doing it because he worked out a legion of top secret free agents and Tebow absolutely positively emerged as the guy. That has nothing to do with any of this. Petrillo sits there rolling his eyes. No good! No good! No good! Meyer is doing this because he believes in Timmy Tebow. And he believes this helps him sell his message in the locker room. Tebow is back in the NFL because his coach believes in the leadership a guy nearly 10 years removed from playing in the NFL can provide. It's bigger than football to Urban Meyer. Yet at the same time, the idea, as remote as it may seem to many 
on the inside and outside of the organization, Matt Catrillo. This is a coach that can manage the Turner player who meant so much to him so long ago into some sort of asset that helps him win football games now and has real appeal to his coach. Such folly has fueled the ego of so many a coach. The reality that most of these vanity projects do flop dreadfully. It's what we've tried to say about the Shikalemi broadcast booth for years. (laughs) (laughs) And if at the same time you believe that you can teach America some larger lesson about never giving up, then all the better. Meyer can't be bothered with any of that right now and could never be bothered ever, he says here, with Matt Catrillo. He believes that Tebow embodies all of that about how you live your life. He believes that that can rub off on others. He truly believes that the ultimate try-hard guy can help make the perpetually floundering Jaguars the ultimate try-hard team. There is no Jason. This is Jason Lockerfora. I'm not, you know, I'm just reading it. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just stunned as you keep reading this, but go ahead. There is no substitute for effort and belief and determination. You don't just want Tebow embodying all of that at, during OTAs in May. It must be imparted through the fatigue practices of late November and the inevitable playoff push through December and beyond. That invariably is how Urban Meyer is thinking. No way is this coach bringing this tight end to Jacksonville just to be a human blocking dummy. Not possible. This coach is not bringing Tim Tebow in merely to provide one more camp body to try and have enough guys to somehow get through the grind of a training camp under the sweltering Florida sun. If you think this is really the 90th man on the roster, Matt Catrillo, you are missing the entire point, Matt Catrillo. (laughs) You don't delay the announcement of the signing of the 90th man until you have enough jerseys and swag ready to meet what you anticipate to be an insatiable demand for such items from the Legion of Florida Gator fans around Jacksonville and anywhere you can purchase online, Matt Catrillo. Just to crush everyone's dreams, Matt Catrillo, and kill the gravy (laughs) train. Come Labor Day. This is one guy in the NFL who would even think about doing this, said one NFL personnel executive who remained anonymous, by the way. And he did it because he can. It's crazy, said another team executive. Speaking on the condition of anonymity, Macatrillo. But if you know anything about the relationship between Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow, it's really not that surprising. Let's be clear here. Jason Luckenfor continues to write. This franchise is entirely Myers' franchise. He quickly amassed Bill Belichick levels of control of this organization. Owner Shad Khan gave him whatever he wanted when he was hired, and no one is going to tell him he can't keep Tim Tebow around as long as he likes. Matt Catrillo. <laughs> And if it's very good for the bottom line of what is perennially one of the lowest revenue teams in the entire league, and it plays well with the folks in Jacksonville and in London, well, all the better. First of all, 
Does Jason Lock and Four arrive for the Jaguars now? <laughs> what a joke that is. No, I think he's he is not he's not delivering an opinion here. He is telling you what he thinks the mindset is of Urban Meyer. This is not Jason Lock and Four saying this is an awesome. No, I, idea. I, I get what he's trying to do, but I I think okay. he's he's not he's not doing that. Weighing he, over he, his head on this. He said, I heard from numerous sources that several of Myers' Ohio State players wanted nothing to do with the signing, with signing to play for him as undrafted free agents. They've had enough of him. Of course they program. don't. <laughs> and how it would work in the pros. In Tebow, Meyer has the perfect spokesman, a global figure of sorts. Remember, look, I did, I broadcast Urban's last game as the coach of Florida. I'm telling you, there are games, Matt, where 90-plus percent of the time, the team that wins the game wins the game. They win the game. There's that 5 to 10%. Usually it's probably closer to 5%. But like I'd say 95% of the time, team that wins wins. There's that 5% where, where a, a team lost. Penn State lost that game. That In, in that Outback Bowl, Penn State had better talent, was a better team than Florida. That's how much that they had – I remember saying to Jack, I said, I can't believe how far talent-wise they have fallen. Now, I was really taken aback by it, you know, in getting ready for the game. I'm talking about in getting ready for the game. This is one of those where, look, Penn State turned it over five times. I mean, Penn State was a better team than they were. The, the five turnovers killed them. What if it's a total disaster, you ask Matt Catrillo? <laughs> This is, after all, a soon-to-be 34-year-old former minor league baseball player journeyman. Former failed, I did that for you, NFL starting a backup quarterback, and you have to go back to 2007, his Heisman year under Meyer at Florida to find him at the top of his game. What if he is dropping everything, throwing his way, and doesn't grasp the route route tree? So what? Make him a fullback. (laughs) Well, this just all proves my point to the stupidity of Urban Meyer and the stupidity of this hire for Jacksonville. A, the non-surprisement of this absolutely horrid franchise in Jacksonville. And when Jacksonville goes 1-16 this year, I'm actually not convinced that they would fire him. <laughs> well, they're going to have Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. They're not going 1-16. Oh, I think they can. Um, I don't. There's only so I, much that Trevor can do. Uh, I don't because, you know what, it, it's been a lot more than just bringing him in. They were $75 million under the cap. So they've actually brought in a lot of other free agents along the way, maybe not high-profile guys, but, like, you know, for the most part, better guys than your, your group, brother. Uh, but, um, I just think oh, Urban's going to lose a lot of games for them. I think that well, first of all, you're taking over a one a one in fifteen. Uh, I think they'll win five games this year, like five and five and twelve. Best best maybe six and eleven. I'll be pretty shocked if they get to that point. If they win two or three, I can deal with that. If they get remember, five, forget, I, I will be totally yeah, flabbergasted. But you have to remember they're playing a last place schedule. Oh, that's right. So are the Eagles. All right, back with more in a moment. (laughs) There's not a lot of separation between the two of you right now. We'll come back with more in a moment. 
Roger, my Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage taking your calls at 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motor studio here's steve jones sunbury motors fourth street in sunbury sunbury motors care routes 11 and 15 almost wharf online at sunburymotors.com ford lincoln kia hyundai great pre-owned inventory all at sunbury motors 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 at Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. And believe me, after listening to the the Tim Tebow hate rant by Matt, I think you need a cold beverage to cool down. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies and the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. It is a new concept that is an exciting concept. It is the MLB Draft League. We'll have Gabe Sinecrophy from the Cutters on with us on Monday. But join now by my good friend Joe Putnam. Joe, welcome. Opening day is Monday. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Steve. We're all plugging away, working diligently around the clock to make sure that uh, we've got the best experience possible waiting for fans. Monday night, 6.35 p.m., taken on those cross-cutters, and it will have been 631 days, but then it'll be just three more days between Spike's home games, and that's the way we like it, Steve. This is way exactly right. So it's appropriate that the first pitch is at 6.35, especially after waiting at 6.31. Uh, so, exactly. <laughs> so there's an irony to it. Uh, number one, I don't think people realize the players are not there yet, but they'll be arriving this weekend. There's a lot of ebb and flow with with the roster. But uh, Joe, you know how how has this process worked so far? Because it's the first time everybody's had to go through it. Well, it is the first time, but you know we've been working with uh, the folks at, at Major League Baseball and the folks at Prep Baseball Report. They're the ones that have gone out and uh, recruited these players to come into this league for the first time. And uh, really, we're all kind of finding our way with it, making sure that everything is as great as it can be first time around, but uh, knowing that it is the first time for it. Uh, but we're excited. Uh, the players that fans are going to see, uh, for the most part here, are players uh, from junior colleges, smaller colleges, to begin the season, uh, because players at larger schools are still in the midst of their season. They're finishing out. For instance, Penn State, which will have some representation on the spikes this season, naturally enough. Uh, but they have two more weekends left of games in the Big Ten Conference before their season ends. So those players wouldn't come to uh, back to play for the spikes at Medler Field until after their season ends. So for the first couple of weeks, you're going to see players who are really trying to make a name for themselves. They might be here just temporarily, but they want to stick around for the duration of the summer and really impress 
all the big league ball clubs. So you know that they're going to be hungry out there. They're going to be competing against one another to stick around. And then as more players come into the league from those bigger schools, the competition level is just going to ratchet up. I want to say this with all due respect to some of the fine players that you and I saw in the New York Penn League for 14 seasons. This will be the 15th season for the Spikes. And, Joe, I'll say this with all due respect. It's going to be an, a slightly older product, and it might be a more mature product. Do you uh, agree with that assessment? I would tend to agree. You know, And, and the thing is, there's all these players are draft eligible, uh, but a lot of them still have that collegiate eligibility remaining as well because of the uh, because of the COVID situation. Everybody getting an additional year of eligibility, which is a good thing. Uh, but you know these players are really uh, trying to improve their draft position as much as possible. And uh, you know they're guys who are juniors, seniors uh, have that that collegiate competition, especially at a high level. We're going to see some pretty powerful programs represented in this draft league programs from the SEC, from the Big 12, from the Pac-12, uh, you know, as well as the Big 10 conference. So, you know, with that, with all that, that crucible competition, then you take those players and you pit them against one another. Uh, it's just going to bring that level of competition way up. And, and, and really the league can only, you know, go up from here, I think, uh, because in year one, I mean, we're, we're looking to get the best talent possible, but, Frankly, just the, with the way that the the whole timeline happened, there were players that may have made a commitment to another league uh, that would have ordinarily committed to a league like this, especially it being the most high-profile uh, league in which to improve your draft position leading up to the draft on MLB All-Star Week. Uh, so, you know, the, the competition is going to be plenty fierce here in year one, and it's only going to get better in 2022, 2023, and beyond. And, you know, there's going to be – and there's also ample chance to bring some new things into the mix. For instance, Steve, I can tell you that the extra innings tiebreaker that's been devised for this league is a pretty innovative one. Um, so, you know, there may be occasions where we have uh, – see that in place. Uh, we'll reveal that on opening night, and uh, we'll see if it gets used right off the bat. But uh, it's going to be plenty interesting, and and this is going to be a league too, where you know when you have these players experienced in college baseball, but uh, making that next leap, this may be a league where you see uh, not only players for the first time on their way to the major leagues, as we've been fortunate enough to have 64 of those come through the spikes mm-hmm. over the years but also different concepts in the game of baseball, and or maybe even a return to the concepts of old in the game of baseball. So uh, it's, it's a, quite an interesting laboratory we've got here in Happy Valley and the other five markets in the MLB draft. I'm glad you brought up the other five markets. Obviously, Frederick and Trenton would be new to the mix for the fans, but I asked Gabe this I don't know, about a month ago. We had Gabe on the show maybe five weeks ago. I said, what do you think it means to your fans in terms of familiarity that there's a Mahoning Valley, there's you know, there's there's a West Virginia, Williamsport and State College are playing each other. I mean, you know, what do you think that you know, in terms of just the familiarity of it, you know, in terms of the comfort level in the ballpark that they're seeing some of the same names of of out of town teams? Oh, it, it it is very very helpful in terms of bringing forth, uh, you know, that continuity. Still, this is a brand new league, but. Heck, if it's the spikes taken on the Williamsport Crosscutters opening night, it's just like old times. Yep. This is just the same sort of experience that fans have come to know and love uh, throughout the years here in Happy Valley, up in Williamsport and beyond. And it's the same with the West Virginia Black Bears, the Mahoney Valley Scrappers, 
fans are used to seeing uh, you know those names coming in. So, and really, that's what this is. This is a very similar sort of uh, product uh, as what we've seen at Medler Field. But as you said, maybe a little older, a little more mature uh, player overall uh, coming from all over the country uh, here to uh, the draft league. So, uh, but having that continuity, it also you know we, there's also we're familiar with each other just as operators around the league. I mean, you've got Gabe, you've got Doug Estes in Williamsport, Matt Dreher down in West Virginia, Jordan Taylor out in Mahoning Valley. So that's really helped smooth the transition from the old days of the New York Penn League into this draft league and, you know, bringing guys, the guys in Frederick and Trenton into the fold. Um, you know, I think everybody's really excited to see what this 2021 season will bring. We can't really, we can't wait to start it all up. And in three days, we will be doing just that. On November 30th, it was uh, released as to the fact that this concept was going to take place. So that then settled everything for State College, West Virginia, Trenton, Frederick, Williamsport, Mahoning Valley. That means planning, lots of planning. And this time you were planning for something that was going to happen. How excited is everybody that to see the plans come to fruition and to bring back the, the staples that make the ballpark just a fun place to be in the summer? Well, Steve, the beer arrived about two days ago, and that's a staple that I think a lot of people were looking out for. And uh, Joe, it's eighty-seven. Joe, it's eighty-seven right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that was something. Seeing the Caxteg high, that really brings it all into perspective. You know, people want to come out; they want to experience uh, being outside, being with their friends and family, maybe and their coworkers too. I mean, some some businesses around here, the co-workers have not been able to come together for over a year, and we want this to be the place that they can do that. And, um, you know, we, we are looking at a constantly evolving landscape. You talk about making plans, and we certainly have made lots of plans, and then we've had to change plans at times. And, uh, you know, latest curveball perhaps, but a curveball we're hoping to uh, hit out of the park is the lifting of, of many restrictions at the end of the month. So on May 31st, we're going to go back to 100% capacity. Uh, we are, you know, consistent with the Commonwealth and CDC guns. We are not, uh, going to require vaccinated, fully vaccinated fans to wear masks. We are encouraging those who are not yet fully vaccinated to do so. Uh, but it, it really is a chance for us to all get back together, uh, come together as a community here, uh, and experience fun, affordable family entertainment at the ballpark. I think that's something that a lot of people missed out on in 2020, but we're getting through it. And I think we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and it's a bright ray of sunshine, uh, much like hopefully we'll see on Monday night uh, when we take on the Williamsport Crosscutters at 635. And I think fans are so much looking forward to just getting back to the norm, getting back to normal, especially in the beauty of central Pennsylvania in the summertime. You can come out to a spikes game, bring the whole group, and, you know, if things are starting to, to get back there, but right now the State College Spikes are perfect destination for a night. Uh, good beverages, good food, good friends, good family, and come on out and just enjoy it all uh, underneath the lights, for three hours at a clip, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, uh, but uh, just have a good time at the ballpark and, and hopefully remember what summertime here in central Pennsylvania has been all about. Uh, there's also been an adjustment, and it was an adjustment that actually was going to be made for last season, uh, and that is the start times. You mentioned 635 is the opening pitch 
on Monday night between the Cutters and State College. Uh, yeah. Sundays will be 4.05. Yeah. A lot of research went into that. I know I've, we've talked to Scott Walker about this before, but a lot of research went into it. What did the fans tell you about start times? Well, you know, anecdotally, the fans would come and tell us uh, as they were leaving games, you know, as it, you know, you see the kids falling asleep or already asleep on mom or dad's shoulder, and they might have to leave before you get the fireworks the kids run the bases. Um, games, you know, we, we did the studies. Games were lasting about 20 minutes longer in 2019 than they were when we started here in 2006. Uh, so as games get longer just on the whole, uh, the amount of time, you know, that the the games go on, you later and later into the night you're having to stay. And, you know, it's not that these are school nights necessarily, but they are work nights for many uh, parents. So uh, we we then put out a survey to our fans, and uh, it, the numbers in the survey were pretty overwhelming. They were heavily in favor of moving up the game time, not too much because obviously you want to have that time in between when you get off work and when you're able to come out to the ballpark, but. 6:35, extra half an hour, really gives fans that that sweet spot uh, in their experience. And also, fans told us they wanted more day games. So we decided, you know what? You know, Sundays have been fireworks night. Let's change that. Let's make that Saturday night as the focal point. Although certainly not the entirety of the fireworks shows we have at the ballpark. Let's make Sundays into a Sunday fun day for the whole family. Started at 4:05. Uh, Sundays are going to be when you can engage in kids run the bases, home run edition. The kids can go all the way from the plate and around the bases <laughs> and back to home, just like their favorite spike, maybe a Luke Voigt perhaps hitting a home run. And then uh, you can enjoy the rest of the evening, get home in plenty of time to get ready for Monday. Um, so the combination of those things, our fans really, both through uh, talking with them person to person and also in the surveys that we've done, it, just from the data uh, we're very much in favor of earlier game times and uh, more day games, and we've given that to them this season, we hope, with this schedule. And there's one more game time we've still yet to reveal, that for Sunday, July 4th, yep. uh, which will be our first 4th of July game, Steve, in seven years here yep. at Petler Field at LeBrano Park. And we're excited to hopefully we'll be able to reveal the details on that very, very soon, but I think fans are really going to enjoy uh, what's going on up here on the 4th of July. They, you know there'll be fireworks, and you know there's going to be baseball uh, here at Medler Field. If I recall that day, there was a grand slam that day. That was. It was a grand slam that day. And the, the first ever 4th of July game at the ballpark, okay? Adam Adovino huh. was the starting pitcher. He's, yep. And he's still, major major, he's still with the... You know, still with the Red Sox. Oh, and by the way, you made Matt Catrillo feel so much better by mentioning Luke Voigt. It was just enough. You know, <laughs> just a little, you know, and there are certain people you got to appease on the show. He's one of them. Always uh, appreciate you know, it, Joe. You're the man. He's mashing the ball. He'll yeah. be back in pinstripes mashing the ball, yeah. no doubt, in the, in the Bronx. <laughs> That's very right. Soon. Joe, I can't let you go unless uh, you give everybody, you know, if they want to go see a game, obviously, at Medler Field, LeBron Park, a little ticket info. Absolutely. You know, single-game tickets are available for all 34 home games, starting with opening night this Monday, May 24, 6.35 p.m. The season runs till August 13th this year. Single-game tickets for all those games are available now. StateCollegeSpikes.com. You can also get them here at the Medler Field at LeBron Park Ticket Office, or you can give us a call 
814-272-1711 if you want to book your group outing for the season, if you want to get a luxury suite in the Guys for Your Champions Club, or head out to the Pepsi Picnic Pavilion. You can use that number as well, 814-272-1711. We revealed a lot of our promotions already on statecollegespikes.com for the month of May. There's even more fun to come in June, July, and August, and we'll be revealing those very, very soon as well. But we've got eight fireworks shows in the hopper, four bark in the park nights, and fun, affordable family entertainment all the way from May 24th to August 13th. And we cannot wait to see everybody back here at the ballpark again Monday night. And when Joe was talking about family and friends at the ballpark, well, friends, family, he was describing the broadcast booth. All right. Absolutely. Joe, my good friend, family, appreciate it so much, my friend. Can't wait to see you. Steve, can't wait to see you either. And we're looking forward to our 13th season together and the 15th season of Spikes Baseball. Joe Putnam. And we're going to have Gabe Sundacropi joining us on Monday. We're going to talk about the Cutters home opener coming up. We'll come back more in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. We had to mention Luke Voigt's name in there because you're getting a little out of control on the show. <laughs> Just as... Wow. <sighs> I'm starting to worry about you. I know you've been, you're, there's, a, there's a lot of stress. I mean, if I had to sit there while while management came in and started talking to you about how excited he was for Carburation Day, <laughs> I'd be stressed too. <laughs> I guess what qualifying is this weekend for the Indy Five Hundred? I said, apparently Great. yes. <laughs> Great. Now we get to watch one car at a time go around in a circle. <laughs> Fabulous. Why don't you just draw a lot? <laughs> Just draw lots. How about that? That's what they ought to do. You know? Yeah, Scott Dixon, you get to start first. Okay. <laughs> well, as the afternoon progresses, guess who's still winning? Phil Mickelson. Right now, one shot better than Louis Oosthuizen. Uh, Brandon Grace is done for the day. He's two shots back. In fact, the only guy in the course that is in the top five is Usazen. 
Let me see. Is he playing the front right now or the back? That's the key. Uh, let's see. Ustazen. What are you doing? Louie, what are you doing? He's playing the front, which means all the bad stuff still to come. <laughs> so I don't think Louie's going to be winning at the end of the day. Wind is blowing hard like the staff meeting. <laughs> 